Steve Jobs once rightly said that your time is limited. So stop wasting living someone else's life. Well, that means we have to start living our own life to its fullest. Now, if I have to ask you, do you feel you are living your life to your fullest? Do you feel you're utilizing your time in its best way possible to be content and successful in life? And by successful, I don't mean getting in yet another rat race of life and chasing unrealistic dreams, but are you spending time on things that you truly enjoy and feel happy about? But the problem is life is constantly bombarding us with its own flavors of distractions and tasks that we find boring and not enjoyable. Well, that is where this episode is going to be extremely valuable to you because we are going to be learning how to manage time more effectively on things that we don't enjoy so that we can optimize our time on things that we actually enjoy doing. Today, I'm in conversation with Chris Croft all the way from England. Chris has been an executive and a management coach for past 20 years. If you would have used products like LinkedIn Learning or Linda, you would have absolutely stumbled upon any of his courses or videos because they are just so brilliant and rich in nature. Today, we'll be talking about how to manage time more effectively to be successful in life. Mr. Chris Croft, it is such a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show today. It's great to be here. I'm just pleased to be asked, really. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I I, I like to call you as, like, you know, one of the most famous celebrities on LinkedIn Learning or Linda, as many people might know it. Because if anyone has ever used these two products, they have to have stumbled upon your videos. <laughs> I've so, got so many on there, haven't I? I know. <laughs> and, and and the best part is they are all excellent and a wonderful content, rich of information. And that is one of the reasons why I have you on the show today. Um, so, Chris, you have been um, a management coach for past 20 years. Yeah, that's right. For 20 years, I've been driving around mostly England, teaching groups of people about time management and, and project management. Um, recently, it's been more on Zoom than on driving around. But yeah, teaching people about stuff. I started out as an engineer and a manager, but then oh, I wow, got okay. into training. Uh, I much prefer training to managing. I mean, managing people is a tough job, but you don't get a lot of thanks for it. Whereas <laughs> training is, is really nice because people thank you every day for stuff that you've told them. It's the best job in the world, I think, training. I love and, it. And that is exactly one of the reasons why I have you uh, with me today, because the topic that we are going to be talking about, I don't think there is any better person suited than you. And that is about managing our time more effectively. I think as much as people say we have a lot of time in our life, but it is extremely important to learn how to manage it, be more effective and leverage that skill to be uh, successful in our careers and help us achieve our goals and stuff. So Chris, to start us off with um, one thing which I wanted to understand, and it might sound a very bizarre question, but um, why do people procrastinate? I've always been very curious. Why is, uh, or for that matter, why is procrastination so fun? <laughs> why is it so fun? 
Well, I th I'm going to write the occasional thing on my whiteboard as well, by the way. Absolutely, helps, go ahead. Helps me think as well. And I would say the reason we procrastinate deep down is because we have two parts to our brain, the adult and the child. And, you know, <clears throat> some people have more adults and some people have more child. Yes. I kind of wish I had more child, really. I think <laughs> I'd have more fun. I sometimes think I'm too sensible you know when i'm at a party i'm thinking i better not eat that it's not very good i better not drink too much but some of my friends are just in there hey you know and um but we do have these two parts to our brain and so whenever you've got to do something you don't really want to do your adult is saying i really should write that college assignment or mm -hmm. and the child is going no leave it till tomorrow and we have these two parts fighting in our in our heads I suppose it's because of evolution, because when we were animals, we were completely child. Like I've got mm -hmm. a dog who is completely child. The dog will just eat the food. The dog never thinks I shouldn't do that. The dog mm -hmm. just does it. Mm -hmm. But now humans have got this extra layer, this adult layer on top, the self-conscious, self-aware layer. And so I think we have a battle always in our mind between the child that doesn't want to do something and then the, the adult that is saying, you really should do it. So, you know, the child it sort of suffers from things like laziness. Mm -hmm. and, and in fact, one of my favorite books, The Road Less Traveled, he says that laziness is the biggest problem. Laziness is the root of every problem we have. And certainly when you're trying to do, be good at time management, laziness is always there. You know, shall I do what I ought to do today or shall I put it off? Mm -hmm. um, but of course, we also have fears in our child. And, you know, so fear of failure, for example, is, is a big reason we put things off, we procrastinate, because we think, well, what if it goes badly? What if it goes wrong? I, you know, I'll, I'll just avoid even do, I won't make that phone call to that customer because what if it goes badly? What if they're horrible to me? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's the fears that we have and the laziness that we have in our child that make us put things off. And, and our job as adults is to try to overcome those things and say, no, you know, I'm gonna have self-discipline and I'm gonna do the things I don't want to do because it'll be better for me in the long run. Mm. And, and I think that's what's going on when we procrastinate. And, and once you realize that, you can start to play games with your child. And you can say, well, after I've done this, I'll have some chocolate. And then your child goes, oh, all right, then do the phone call. <laughs> or you can say, well, I'll just do the first part. All I'll do is I'll write the guy's number down on a piece of paper. I won't actually phone him. <laughs> and the child goes, well, yeah, I could do that. So, you know, and then once you've got the number, it's much easier to do the call. So I think we can trick our child into doing things. So there are ways to overcome procrastination, but I think that's the root of it. To answer your question, it's because our brain is in two parts. In two parts. Where it all starts. Wonderful. I love the uh, analogy that you have drawn right behind you, the uh, adult and the child. And uh, the truth is that, Yes, as humans, we constantly face that battle in our minds of the adult and the child. And they are, they are fighting each other amongst them. Uh, one says we should be doing, one says, oh, let, let it do later on, right? Let's, let's do it a little bit later. Uh, uh, it, lovely. I think, I think that's a wonderful way to put it and understand procrastination. And uh, I, I like how subtly you've also answered how to avoid procrastination. And that is fool that inner child. Yes. Uh, excellent. I was going to say, but it does, it does mean that we, we have to do things we don't always want to do yeah. as, as part of time management. And you know, right. that can be a problem. Right, um, right. And, 
and I, I worried for years about um, whether time management was a bit negative. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and when we were talking about this beforehand, you were saying about that as well. Is, you know, is it, is it sometimes a subject where you're just trying to, you know, have to do things that are scary all the time? And, you know, are you a slave to your jobs to do lists? And why not have more fun? And why mm. not at least have some more, more fun in the child mode? Um, okay. And I actually think that that the answer to that is because there are really two things going on here. There's why are we doing time management and how we do time management. Mm. Okay. And you know, what, what is the objective of time management? Because it's not just to have lists and be organized because yeah. why would you, why would you want to do that? And, and I think in the end, the, the objective of time management, I would like to suggest um, is to maximize the time you spend on the good stuff okay okay i'll just put maximum good on here for the sake of shorthand so to maximize the time on things that are important to you and that might be time with your family or it might be doing things you enjoy or having fun or whatever um it might be making money but i don't mm. think money is that important actually i think mm. other things are more important as you get older you realize time's more important than money mm -hmm, but because mm -hmm. uh, you know the, the time's running out as you get older but you know the money's still there but the time is running out so but to maximize whatever it is that you want to spend your time on that's the objective of time management but if you think how could you do that the only way you can do it is to minimize the bad stuff or minimize the stuff that you don't really want to be doing okay and so the how of time management, a lot of it is, um, you know, is saying no to stuff mm. or, or forcing yourself to do things you don't always want to do in order to have more time for the things that you want to do. So you have to force yourself to write that college assignment because you want to get the qualification and end up doing a job that you find really re rewarding. So you have to have that discipline in the short term to have what you want to have later on. Okay. And so I, I do think there is a certain amount of, of, of hard work in time management, but it's worth it because in the end you can have a happier life because, you know, happiness is what it's all about in the Beautiful. end, I would say. Beautiful. I love the paradigm shift that you did in there. Uh, time management is about making sure that you do get rid and get out of the way all the stuff that you don't enjoy so that you can focus on things that you can enjoy. And that is how... Um, so if I understand it correctly, time management, it need not be those scary calendars, jam-packed uh, and to-do lists and stuff. It can be fun. Yes, you have to have the calendars. I think you do have to do the work. Okay. You have to force your child to not procrastinate. But the objective is fun. And fun. I think a lot of books on time management, they talk about maximizing the amount you achieve. And they go, oh, achieve, achieve, achieve. Um, and I think they forget enjoy. Mm, and I, yeah. I, so I, I think it's important to have, you know, personal goals of what you want to achieve, but also what you like doing that you want to do more of. True, true. Um, because if you're always thinking about achievement, then you might never have any fun. And, and so obviously some things you want to achieve are things that you will enjoy doing anyway. And, yes. and maybe you can enjoy the process of getting there. Yes, yes, um, yes. But I think, you know, so I, I think of it as walking up a mountain and you, you ideally you would enjoy going up the mountain as well as enjoying the view from the top. Because if you don't enjoy the process of going up the mountain, but you like the view when you get there, mm. then, you know, most of your life is, is walking up the mountain. 
Mm. And it's not worth it if you don't enjoy it just you for the view from it. the top. So you've got to enjoy the process and the arrival, I think. Mm. Mm. No, it's quite cool. a f philosophical subject, this, isn't yeah, this it? Is wonderful. Thinking oh. about it. So I, I absolutely think you should have goals for both. And, and some people don't have enjoyment goals. They only have achievement goals. And then it just all becomes a bit hard work. And then they forget to enjoy even the achievement part. And then there's no fun at all in any of it. And Absolutely. if it doesn't make you happy, then why are you doing it? You know, Absolutely. it has to make you happy. Yeah. And uh, the, the beauty in here is that um, journey is as important as the, the destination. I don't know if you've seen, there's a thing called Ikigai. Ikigai. Ikigai, which is, it's Japanese for reason for being. So it's like to find your life purpose. Lovely. You can Google Ikigai. But what they say in there is that you want to find the objective of these, the, the intersection of all four of these circles. And they say you should start with um, what you uh, enjoy doing. So, so can you, can you, if you don't mind, can you explain all these uh, individual circles? Yeah. So the first circle is to find what you love. Okay. Okay. What do you love doing? And you probably already know that. So for example, I love music and I mm. even play the saxophone badly, you know, Excellent. but I love music. But then the next thing is to find out what you're good at. What are you a bit of a star at? So you see, already the saxophone has failed for me because I love it, but I'm not very good at it. Okay. So you've got to find things you love doing and you're good at. Mm. And then the third bit, which people often forget, is then you have to find something that you love, you're good at, which makes a difference. So it has to make a difference to other people. Wonderful. Um, and I always felt when I was, um, well, when I was an engineer, I, I, I just wasn't very good at it. When I was a manager, I think I was quite a good manager, but I always felt I wasn't making enough of a difference as mm. a manager. Mm. I found it frustrating because always you have a boss and there's always politics and it's just really hard to... You'd think, I always thought when I was a boss, I could really change the company I was working for. <laughs> actually, you always find the more senior you get, the harder it is to get anything done, actually. Oh, sure. You know, oh, sure. you make a small difference to a big thing. Whereas if you're just running a training course, you make a big difference to a small thing because it's you and you're doing it. True. And so I found that making a difference was, didn't really happen when I was a manager. Okay. I, always felt if I could go one more level up, I could make a difference and I could never get there. Um, but if you, if you can find something which you love and you're good at and which makes a difference, then you will get paid for it. And, and so, you know, because ideally you want to earn a living doing whatever this may be. Absolutely. Um, and, and some people just say the ideal job is the, is the one, two and four. So some people say the ideal job is something you love, something you're good at and something you can get paid for. Hmm. But I actually think you have to make a difference as well to people. Totally. Because why will they pay you if you're not making a difference? Lovely. So, you know, you were talking about my videos on LinkedIn learning, and I love making those. And, and I think I'm good at them. Yes. Um, but the main thing is they make a difference to other totally. people. Totally. And, and therefore, I get paid for making them. And that's great as well. But you, the money must be last. You know, if you start thinking, how can I make money? Yeah, that's not the place to start. You have to think, what do I like doing and that I'm good at and makes a difference? And if you do those three, then the money will follow. Excellent. But money and possibly fame, and maybe fame is in here as well. I mean, but it has to be last. It mustn't be what you start out trying to get. I would say keep looking, keep, keep looking. thinking about it and keep searching, keep trying to find your icky guy. That's the answer. Excellent. It reminds me of the quote from Steve Jobs. Uh, Don't settle until you find your sweet spot. <laughs> yes. Don't settle. Yes. Yeah, he's absolutely settle. right.
or a guy uh, or a legend yeah yes um excellent chris this is this is some great information and uh, uh now uh, f- for time management right now one thing which uh, i feel that uh, when when we listen to the word time management the another word that comes to our mind directly is prioritization okay yeah. um so now here is my problem personally i feel anything that comes on my plate is high priority that oh your i need to get on it right now i need to get something uh, done right now so if uh, i have to ask you how can we better prioritize our tasks um do you have a framework or anything for that uh i've got some thoughts on that yeah um okay it's it's interesting you you probably feel that everything is a high priority because you're a really nice guy and you care about your customers mm. and so if they want it you think it's a priority but really you should probably be a bit more selfish and think how much do i want it okay y- years ago i realized that my life had gradually been stolen from me by everybody else mm. and i found that you know i was having to spend 10% of my time helping them and 10% doing what they wanted and 10% working for my boss and from all these customers and of course if 10 people take 10% of your time they've taken all of your time all of your time yeah and and they've taken all of your life your life is only time and i remember thinking hang on a minute you know i'm doing i'm not doing anything i want to do anymore mhm and that was when i started to sort of try to reclaim my life and start to say no to some more things okay. and get a bit more assertive about it so i think the first thing to do with important is is it important to me because obviously it's important to you mm-hmm. so for example you getting me to do this talk on your show is important to you you want to get me to do this talk but i've got to think do i want to do it is it important to me mm. to do this talk now actually it is Hmm. which so that's why I'm here doing it because I I I like doing talks like this it, I enjoy it and I get a sense of achievement and I hope if I make a difference to some of the viewers then that's great you know Amazing. so luckily it is important so here we both are doing it but I could have said no it's not important to me I'm not doing it mm-hmm. and so but the starting point should be is it important to me and important is quite a difficult thing to think about because important really comes down to your values and just how you feel about something hmm. and and i think the key thing to realize with importance is it's not the same as you must do it <clears throat> okay so so if i must do something that's not the same as important so you're saying that urgency is not importance ah well ah well let me come to urgency in a minute okay because uh, okay. okay. urgency is is another thing oh it's a different thing okay yeah but <clears throat> so take for example um buying food right you must buy food because if you don't you will starve so let's say you you have is you, you must buy food but does that mean that it's important and i would say no it doesn't <laughs> because because my definition of of importance is how long you spend on it or how long you want to spend you know is it something so for example do you have a life goal to spend as much time as possible in the supermarket. No. It's probably not, you know. Or or another way of thinking about it is would you miss it if it was gone? You know, if you were told, "Sorry, Snehal, but from now on um all your food will just be automatically delivered via the internet. Uh, it's just going to appear in your kitchen and you don't have to go to the shops ever again." Would you mm. think, "Oh, I used to enjoy going around the supermarket." 
Now, you know, you, you might do if you're a chef and you love choosing ingredients, fine. But mm. most of us, we would think, well, I wouldn't miss it. You okay. know, and like you have to fill up your car with petrol. Um, but if you never had to fill your car up again, once you get an electric car and you just plug it in, are you going to miss putting the petrol in your car? Probably not. No. So we have to do these things and we have to, you know, clean our house. We have to wash up and all these things, but it doesn't mean they're important. Okay. So, you know, we wouldn't miss washing up if we, you know, it's not our life goal to maximize. So, so what, what my tests for importance are, is it a life goal that you've got and would you miss it? And so the point about all this is that once you realize that things like buying food and, and washing up are not actually important, then you can think, how can I minimize the time? How can I spend less time on food shopping? Okay. You know, maybe I can go less often. Maybe I can buy some of it from the internet. Maybe I can get a friend to do my shopping while they do theirs and pay them a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, or, or maybe I can spend less time in the supermarket by having a very efficient system or, or whatever. I can start to think about how I can minimize it mm. because we already talked about minimizing the bad stuff, didn't we? And basically, if it's just a must do that's not important, our objective is then how can we minimize it? Mm -hmm. and, and once you realize that almost everything is not important, yeah. then there's loads of scope for minimizing all of that. So you can have more time playing the saxophone or doing whatever it is you do want to do. Right, right. So playing the saxophone is more important than buying food for me. Okay, so there's a difference between the tasks that are must do and the tasks that are important. And must do tasks are not necessarily important. No, like don't I hate, confuse it. I hate doing laundry and I hate doing dishes. And every weekend, <laughs> majority of my Saturday and Sundays are just gone in there. And I would rather spend it in a much more productive way, like talking to people like you. Uh, so you need uh, to find a, a way to spend less time doing So we need to find a way to minimize that part that we do not enjoy. Is, is what I understand. Is that right? Yeah. I like the, um, the two things that you have mentioned, right? If you're going to achieve something and if you're going to enjoy it, it will be important for you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Right. Achieve and right. enjoy. Achieve and enjoy. And that's the way to think about it. Yeah. And, and by the way, while we're just on achieve and enjoy, um, most people's idea, their sort of plan for their life is achieve at work, enjoy at home. Okay. okay. That's their plan. Okay. So, so they've just got achieve at work, <clears throat> enjoy at home. Hmm. But you know what I'm going to say, which <laughs> is that I think you should enjoy your work as well. Yes. And never settle. The search must go on for a job you enjoy. Hmm. And it's out there somewhere. You can, you know, I didn't really enjoy being an engineer. I didn't really enjoy being a manager, but I love doing training. So the search must go on. Um, so you've got to enjoy your work, but also achieving outside work, achieving at home and in your personal life is important too. Brilliant. Your achievement shouldn't all be work-based. Brilliant. So, so there has to be a combination yeah. of achievement and enjoyment, whichever task you do. Yes. And, and I would have a little, little two by two, you know, achieve and enjoy at home and at work. Okay. And, and okay. make sure you've got goals in all you four have... of those boxes. Excellent. Excellent. Lovely. This is, this is just an excellent framework and, you know, it helps our brain and our mind also to sort so many things out. Uh, now we can easily answer the no, that no, I don't think I need to do this right now. Um, so now the next uh, to topic, which I think I misunderstood before, but I want to touch upon again a little bit. Uh, uh, that is the urgency of tasks, ah. right? Uh, sometimes the tasks are important, but uh, 
should we do them right now like even the must do tasks i think even they fall in that same category that uh, do we have to do it like right now so how do we distinguish between yeah. like important task and urgent task and stuff well some people are slaves to the urgent so some people just do the most urgent thing first yeah an urgency is uh, connected with when you have to do it yes so you know at the moment we're filming this a little bit before christmas so at the moment christmas cards for example and christmas presents are very urgent we have to quickly do them totally. because christmas is coming but if you're watching this in january then christmas cards and christmas presents are not urgent at all you've got a whole year before mm -hmm. you do them again so urgency is really just a measure of how long you've got till you have to do it beautiful but, but the problem is if you do things in order of urgency there's a category which you will never do which is things that are important but not urgent hmm. so for example you know i should probably do some more exercise and get fit right and getting fit is is important looking after your health is important but it's not urgent i don't yeah. have to get fit today right. i can leave it i can leave it i can leave it and you know obviously if i had to run a marathon in next month then it would be urgent but i i haven't so um so it's not urgent and so if I just do the most urgent things first, I'll never get around to getting fit or planning my future, you know, planning my future career or something. I'll, I'll never do that because mm. I can always put it off. And self-development, generally, you can always put off because it's important, but it's not urgent. Mm. So, so we mustn't only just do urgent things. But if you ignore the urgent things and only do the important things, then you get into trouble with other people. Miss because up. you'll miss deadlines and miss you'll end deadlines. up you know, not sending yeah. a Christmas card to your mom and yeah. that will be bad or whatever. So so basically we have to do a mixture and okay. every day you should do something urgent and something important. OK, okay. Or, or at least you'll probably do about 10 urgent things every day, but always try to do at least one important thing every okay. day. Beautiful, Chris. This is such well explained uh, concepts. Uh, figure out your urgent tasks, figure out your important tasks, have a good balance of things, do tasks that are important as well as urgent. Don't go on either side of the spectrum, otherwise you'll be in trouble. <laughs> yes, because the important ones get you towards your goals, whereas the urgent ones just stop you getting into trouble with other people. Bingo. And it's a mixture of you and other people, all of this, isn't it? Bingo. Lovely. Um, so now, uh, Shifting gears a little bit now, as much as what you have some great information right behind you uh, on your whiteboard, where we have important tasks, urgent tasks, and like a lot of different things. But I want to talk about something extremely important that I think everyone in our world faces, and that is distractions. Uh, in the in the world of social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and binge watching Netflix shows. Uh, how can one avoid distractions so that we can focus on what you have behind you? That is the important, urgent and other framework of things. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, particularly your child wants to be distracted. Your child mm -hmm. loves to just play on social media and, you know, do a bit of binge watching. Yeah, um, I, I think there are probably two answers I would give to this. Okay. And one of them is self-discipline starts with goals. So if you've got if you've got very clear goals, I realized this when I went to see a talk by an Olympic athlete, he was talking about the training he has to do. Um, 
And I was thinking, he's so disciplined. You know, if it was me, I would never do that much training every day. <laughs> but it's because he's thinking about the gold medal. He's thinking, right. I have to get that gold medal, so I have to do the training. And so his discipline comes from having goals. Mm. Whereas if he just thought, I probably should do a bit more exercise, then a bit like me, you know, he's probably not going to do very much exercise because okay. there's no reason to really. Right. So I think everything starts with goals. And if you've got a reason, then you'll be more disciplined. So I think that's the first thing, you know, fill in those, what do I want to at home and at work? And what do I like doing at home and at work that I want to mm. do more of? The, the other way to be more disciplined is just habits, I think, because hmm. we are creatures of habit. So if you say, you know, every morning uh, when I get up, I'll go for a very short run and then I'll have my breakfast. And that's what I'll do every day. OK. As soon as you've done that for a week or two, it becomes a habit and then you don't question it. You know, the first time you think, what am I doing? I could be in bed. Why am I out running? Yeah. But, but then it becomes a habit and then you just don't even think about it. It's just what you do. So I think routine, goals and routine, I would say are where self-discipline comes from. Wonderful. Um, so now the next question that I wanted to ask you, Chris, is um, I know you have uh, coached and managed, mentored to thousands of people, like you know, a lot of people out there. And uh, you have seen different data points. You have seen people with different caliber skills and everything. Now, I wanted to ask you, do you feel from what you have learned all of these years, do you feel time management truly helps you in being successful, achieving your goals and stuff. Is it an extremely important skill that we should learn? Yeah, I think it's huge. I, I've, okay. been, I've been trying to work out what the qualities are for a successful person. And it's things yeah. like self-discipline, which is part of time management. I mean, self-discipline is really a word for, do you do the things you should do? You right. know, do you spend time on the things you should spend time on? Right. So self-discipline almost is part of time management. Okay. Um, and then also successful people tend to have goals. Okay. Um, which is also part of time management. And, and the other thing about successful people is they tend to be very organized. You know, if you watch a program on anybody, I watched a program on Richard Branson recently. Mm -hmm. And all the time he had this little pad, he would get out and he'd write things down. He'd have an idea, he'd write it down. Oh, wow. And then he'd be talking to somebody and they would promise they would do something. He'd go, okay. And he'd make a little note. And and I thought that's really interesting that Richard Branson is writing everything down and he'll delegate it later probably to somebody else to check yeah. up and make it happen. But, but he's capturing all his thoughts, but he's writing everything down. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. another part of time management because you can't hold things in your head. It's too hard. Your head, you can't be creative if you have half finished things in your head. Yep. So it's really important to write everything down. And in even this talk, I'm writing stuff down to kind of get it out of my head onto there because then and I can concentrate excellent. on your next question. And so... I think writing stuff down is really important. And it so helps. I think, yeah, everything in the end comes down to time management because your life is only time. And what are you going to do with it? And really, every morning you get up, there's two levers you can pull. Yeah. There's the money lever and the time lever. Mm. So there's how you spend your money. Yeah. And how you spend your time. And, and the money lever is actually really small. Just a little leave because <laughs> most of us haven't got very much money because it's all been spent on our house and our car and True. food and diamonds for our wife or whatever <laughs> it might be. And so in the end, there's only a bit of money and how you spend that money doesn't really make much difference to what happens to you. Yeah. You know, whether you get a nice new shirt or something, it doesn't really matter. It does and the other lever, the time lever is huge. And, and so how are you going to spend your time today? Right. That has a huge effect on what will happen to you 
today and in the future. So wow. the time lever is it's your biggest resource by far. And how you spend your time is how you spend your life. So yeah, I think successful people have to be good at time management. I think, you know, however talented they are, they won't be successful unless they're organized. Beautiful. Uh, it's, Beautiful. Yeah, it's a fundamental skill, isn't it? And the good okay. news is you can learn it. You know, it's not, you like learn it, yes. it's, it's not something that you have to be born with. We can be, we can learn something. Uh, can, I, can I ask you, I know you mentioned uh, uh, life is time. And I want to ask you a little bit more of a philosophical question, which is, uh, which might sound a little bit counterintuitive to time management. Uh, they say you should live in the moment. Uh, they should, they say, they say live in the moment. Don't worry too much. Don't plan too much. Just enjoy what you have right now, because this is what you have. How does that go with time management? Yeah, that's a good question. Because <laughs> happiness is in the present, isn't it? Yes. And and most negative emotions tend to be in the past or the future. So the past is like regret and guilt mm-hmm. and all that, and perhaps sorrow. And, and the, the future has things like worry and fear and, yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. And whereas happiness is just in the present. Yeah. And, and so it's true. If we want to maximize our happiness, which is the most important thing, that's the point of everything, really. Why do anything if it doesn't make you happy? Um, then we do need to live in the present. But mm. unfortunately... You know, we have to do a certain amount of the past and the future. I I actually think you can absolutely minimize the past because it's gone and you can't change it. And there's no point in harking back to the past. Okay. Um, You can learn from the past, of -hmm. course, but that's all. But I think the main dilemma of time management is the present and the future and how we Mm. split the time between the present and the future in order to maximize our happiness. Yeah. And, and so I'm just going to write some little numbers up here, because I think if, if, if you look at um, the present and the future and, and how much fun you, you have in these, right? You, if, you, if you go for 100% fun in the present, then the problem is the future will probably be zero. Mm. because you know you'll run out of money and you won't have planned ahead and in fact there was this guy who got a letter from the national health service and it said we're really really sorry but you've got a terrible illness and you've only got six months to live this is true story and um he what did he do with six months left to live most of his money to his friends and he told his boss that he was leaving his job and he didn't bother to maintain his car or anything because he only had six months left to live. And then after about three months, he got this letter from the National Health Service saying, we're really sorry, um, but we made a mistake and we got your <laughs> blood mu- mixed up with somebody else's or something. And you're fine. You're going to be fine. <laughs> and he was like, no, I've given away all my money and I've resigned my job. And oh. And he's trying to sue the National Health Service because he's got a life he didn't expect to have. Yeah. And I just think that's that's really interesting because you can't live just for the present and, and disregard the future. Unless you've got six months to live, then OK. Mm. But for the rest mm. of us, you know, we might live for another 50 years or something. So we have to True. plan ahead. You have to put money into your pension and all that sort of thing, don't you? Mm-hmm. So it's very dangerous to only live for the present and you will have fun for a short time but it's not sustainable so another option that i would propose and this is really um time management is that 
if you have, let's say, and this is how much fun we're having, remember, if you have, let's say, 30% fun now, so you have, you know, reasonable, a bit of fun now, mm -hmm. then in the future, you might be able to have 80%. Because, you know, you might be able to achieve more, which will be great, but also you'll be able to achieve some of your enjoyment goals. And then when you retire, you might be able to retire a bit early and you might be able to have a really great life when you retire. But even before you retire, your life should improve if you're doing the things that may be a little bit difficult now. So that 70% of not fun should pay off in terms of having more fun in the future. One more number I want to put on here, which is, you know, what if you go for a hundred, uh, what if you go for 0% fun now in order to absolutely maximize the future and you just work really hard, you're totally focused, no time for fun. But I think the risk is that the future may never come. Yeah. You know, and even if it was 100%, you've still had less fun than if you're doing what I'm recommending of 30 plus 80. And of course, quite possibly, you'll just work and work and work. So I have friends who do really demanding jobs and they say, oh, it's going to be OK because one day I'll retire and I'll be rich by then. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you're using up your how whole you life. Know? And how yeah. do you know you're ever going to get there? You yeah. know, and what if they don't sell their company off for millions and they end up not achieving it that would be terrible so yeah. i'm thinking you know 30 maybe 50 percent fun or 60 or 70 even now um and then even more in the future so i think time management is about getting that balance and having good balance fun now and more fun in the future and you okay. definitely don't want to go for 100 or zero or and zero. i know people who are doing both of those plans but it's not a good plan i'm sure of it okay 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 so so the key here is that um uh, let's let's minimize what uh, our past is uh, because we are not going to get our past back you can learn something to make sure our present and the future is good uh, for yes. present and future the key is that we have to balance our fun uh, if you live in the moment allocate your time uh, of course going on either side of the spectrum it, it is not going to help uh, but yeah if it is uh, you're having 30 percent fun right now then 70 percent leave it in future uh, but uh, find that balance is the key yes right yes absolutely okay. Lovely, lovely. So, Chris, uh, uh, this is this is excellent. And now coming to the last segment of this interview, uh, this this interview, this show is called uh, "It's Not That Complicated." And uh, the idea is that we take such broad topics and make it simple for people to understand, and talk to experts like you who can break down things for us. So, uh, if I have to ask you, um, if uh, what are some three CTAs, some three call to actions that you recommend? that people can start doing today, like our viewers can start doing today to manage their time more effectively and efficiently to be more successful in life. What would you say? My top three. Well, <laughs> I'd, I'll have one we've talked about already and two that I haven't said, okay? Okay. Um, so the one I would talked about already is, is write your goals down. Write your goals so, down. Yeah, what do you want to, and, and I would do a little two by two, achieve and enjoy at home and at work. Mm. So really think about what what do you want to do next year and in five years time, you know, what do you okay. want your ideal life like? Um, and the goals may include Ikigai of what you love doing and what are you good at and make a difference. How can you make a difference? So really think hard about your goals. I know that's okay. difficult, but at least make a start. Yeah. And maybe talk to somebody else. If you, if you live with a partner, talk about, you know, what your goals could be and what theirs are. And have you got any joint goals? But, you know, somebody who you really trust to help Beautiful. you. Beautiful. So, so that's the first thing. 
absolutely okay. you must write writing down my goals was the most um the most influencing thing i've ever done in terms of the effect it's had on my life had nice. a huge effect and the number of things i've written down which have then come true just because you've set your sat nav and you've been a bit more disciplined so i can't recommend that enough and it costs nothing it doesn't take mm -hmm. very long you know why would you not become one of the five percent of people who've got their goals written down Mm -hmm. It's only 5%. You know, you could be one of those. Yeah. So that's the first thing. But the other two things I would say are write everything down. So I'm going to use up this last bit of my board, actually. This is good. So I would have a daily jobs to do list. Okay. All right. That's easy to do. Every day, have a little list of things you're going to do that day. I probably would write it the night before, actually. But if you want to write it in the morning, you can. And okay. just think. What are the things I need to do today? And we've already said, make sure that there's something important on there as well as the urgent stuff. Mm. But if you have a jobs to do list, you'll get much more done. And it doesn't matter whether it's a piece of paper or an app or computer or written on your hand, even whatever. Mm. But just have half a dozen things written down that you're going to do oh. today and cross them off as you go. You'll get a lot more done. You'll be a lot more focused. And how long will it take to do that every day? Maybe two minutes to write minutes, a jobs yeah. to do list. So that I think is key. And then the final call to action, the final thing I would say is to have a master list of everything that you've got to do. So this is, this is not the same as your goals. Mm. This is just everything. So if you think I'm going to um, I'm going to learn Spanish, put mm. it on your master list. Now that's not a daily thing. You're not going to say I'm going to learn Spanish today. You know, mm. are you mm. only? So just put it on your master list. Or if you think, yeah, I really must repair that fence that's falling down over there, mm. put it on your list. Or if a customer says, you know, could you design me this? Then you say yes to the customer. Put it on your list. So everything that you say yes to goes on this list everything that you promise and everything that you've decided you're going to do goes on this list and again it could be on a whiteboard it could be on a piece of paper it could be in an app doesn't matter as long as yeah. you've got it all in one place and that then allows you to prioritize because then mm. you can look at and you can think that's quite urgent that's quite important that one can wait that one I'm going to delegate to somebody else and and you can it, it's the raw material for all of your planning and, and I've, I've known people who've said oh you know, I haven't got time to do that, but it's only going to take you 10 minutes to write your big list, isn't yes, it? And then yeah. you add things when they come up. Hmm. And I've known people who said, oh, I wouldn't want a list. I'd be too depressed at the size of it. But, you you know, you have to know the size of it. Yeah. And you already are worrying about the size of it anyway. Once you write it, it probably won't be as bad as you think. Yeah. And, yeah. and if it is really bad, at least, you know. And at least yeah. you could do something about it. You can cross some out, go back and say no to some people or delegate more or something. But at least you know where you are. So Absolutely. your starting point must be a master list. Yeah. And the best part is that now, instead of that massive, humongous list residing in your brain, you have offloaded it on your yes. paper or whatever you are writing. And then on. you can be creative. You can think about ways to deal with it. You can look at it. You can prioritize it. You're in control then. So write the master list and then every day, some of the things from there can go onto your daily list. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you need both those lists and to have one list doesn't work. You have to have a master list and a daily list. Daily list. And, okay. and I would say those two things will have a huge effect. And, and obviously your goals kind of feed in a bit to those lists as well. So it sort of goes goals, master list, daily list. Daily list. And, and if you do those three things, then time management will, will just happen.
and it'll be easy. And and really, none of those are complicated, are they? I mean, okay. writing your goals down, that's not complicated. Writing a master list of everything once, that's not complicated. Not complicated. And then a daily list every day is not complicated. Lovely. So you can do it. Lovely. Thank you. This is excellent. This is a great thing that people can start doing today. Uh, the idea is that offload it up from your brain and put it on that paper. Chris, it was such a pleasure and an honor talking to you today. I had, I have learned so much in this just past one hour. I feel it's like my one-on-one -on -one session with you. Uh, thank you so much for the time that you have spent with me. Can I mention a free thing that people can? Oh, have? absolutely. Yes. Well, I just suddenly thought, um, I send out a tip of the month. Once a month, I send out a free email tip. Oh, wow. And okay. Yeah. So uh, they can just add their email address to it. Free management tips, co UK. We could put the link in, can't we? But it's just. Yes. www. Hyphens, free hyphen management hyphen tips co uk okay. um just put your email there and they'll arrive free forever and they never Perfect. repeat and Perfect. most I'll of them are about time management but they're also about success or happiness and things like that so they're all related to this subject it's a fun thing people could do if they lovely want. lovely I'll, I'll also i'll uh, put this link in the description so that people mm. can add and subscribe to your email newsletter anybody who wants to add themselves feel free and uh, they can have that forever they can always cancel if they don't like them but people very Thanks. rarely do cancel because i put quite a lot of effort into writing them so sure. i hope, sure. hope everybody enjoys those excellent and thank you for having me it's been really a pleasure thank you it's been it, fun it was a pleasure today i feel so happy because i've completed majority of my tasks from my to-do list except just one task is remaining and I think you can help me do that. The task says uh, viewers should subscribe to the channel. So can you please subscribe to the channel right here so that I can check it off. Subscribe. Thank you.